This morning's reading is taken from Philemon, and you can find that on page 2000 in the Pew Bible. And we're reading verses 1 to 7. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker. Also to Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier. And to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Amen. Thank you, Barbara, and everyone. Good morning, friends. How are you this morning? Good, good, good. It's great to see everyone here. I am excited to um, be here by God's grace, and uh, what a privilege it is to bring to you um, what the Lord uh, have been talking to me um, throughout uh, the week. Um, for those who are joining us for the first time, this day uh, brings to a close a short uh, series which we started quite for some time, uh, on learning to pray from Paul's prayer. And so today, we are turning to uh, his prayer for his dear friend and co-worker, Philemon. And um, our focus this morning is particularly on verse 6. On verse 6. Let me read again that verse 6. Paul says, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. It is a difficult verse. I give you a homework to go home, Google, look at different translations, and see how the translators are, are really struggling. It's a difficult verse. But what I thought the Lord was putting on my mind is this a sentence that we wanted to follow this morning, which is coming on the screen. I hope the sentence is going to be there. We as a church are doing well, but we can always do more and better by having a great concern for fellowship, energized by God's goodness and seeking Christ's glory. You are doing well, but you can always do more and better by having a great concern for fellowship, energized by God's goodness and seeking always 
Christ's glory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be worshipping you without any second thought of being afraid that someone might just sneak in and we are all in trouble. And you have been speaking to us since we gathered here and even before we gathered here. And so we pray that you continue to speak to us by your spirit. Use me as a mere vessel to communicate your word faithfully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are doing well, but we can always do more and better by having a greater concern for fellowship, energized by God's goodness and seeking always Christ's glory. Now, Philemon, to whom Paul was praying for, was doing well. This book, Paul is praying for Philemon as he writes to him. And Philemon was doing well even in that time when Paul was writing this letter to him. Philemon was a Christian who came to faith through Paul's ministry. He was actively involved in the work of the gospel. Paul calls him a co-worker, a co-fellow. He was generous, opening his house for church services and meetings. I mean, try to keep opening your house um, for meetings and meetings and meetings in church. You need to do a lot of cleaning, a lot of... Uh, it's not easy. And he was doing well. His faith that was both anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ and active as well as his love had far-reaching effect. For not only in verse 5 we hear that he loved all the saints, all God's people, but the news of his loving kindness and the generosity traveled from the city where he was living in, in, in the Colossae to where Paul was in Rome. That's news of kindness. Travel there to bring great joy and encouragement to Paul, who at that time was a Christ prisoner. And his love had a great impact on other people, as we heard Barbara reading verse 7, that he he refreshed God's people. His house was like an oasis in the middle of the desert so that when people went in, they could be refreshed. And the word used there is the same word used by the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
So he was really in the line of God's will and doing God's work. Now, even though Philemon was doing well, Paul prayed for him that his act of sharing, his act of generosity, produced by faith, may be powerfully effective. In other words, that phrase there where it says in verse 6, I pray that your partnership with us is, is basically the partnership that is one word, is this big word, kononoia, where we have the community, where you have the sharing, where you have the generosity. He's, Paul is praying here to say, although you are, with, you are doing well, but I want your testimony, your sharing, your generosity, your doing well to become more effective. In the background of this prayer, of course, there was a great concern to enable Philemon to welcome his runaway slave Onesimus back home and not to punish him. So, Philemon is doing well, but he had also a slave. In other words, he was rich. But it appeared that this slave had robbed him and ran away, causing Philemon and the household and the church gathering in the, 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 the house of Philemon great pain. And Onesimus ran away, thinking he might just sneak in the crowd um, in Rome, but somehow, whether he end up in prison or, or, or how he, he met uh, Paul, but in God's provision, he met Paul, the same guy the Lord used in order to bring Philemon to Christ. You see how God works. And he goes there, and then Onesimus becomes a Christian. And as he becomes a Christian, Paul listening and saying, okay, now you need to go back to your master. Can you imagine what was to come? Paul was sending him back to his master so that Philemon will welcome him. Not as someone who is useless. Look at verse 11. But uh, someone who is better, is better than a slave now because in verse 16, he is a dear brother. Now, even though it is not explicitly said here, but I think Paul knew that Philemon faced a really dilemma to welcome Onesimus back home and not to punish him. It was right for uh, Philemon to punish. I mean, we are talking in this society because uh, uh, our mind is slavery, but forget about our, our this understanding. Go back to that time when it was in that society when he owns him. And uh, this slave had no rights. In other words, when he goes back, he would be punished. Philemon faced a dilemma. If he forgave, Onesimus, for whatever transgression, fault he has committed, 
What would the other masters and slaves do or think? If he punished him, how would it affect his own testimony? But Paul saying, I'm praying for you, Philemon, for uh, to have a concern for fellowship. This uh, uh, fellowship will motivate you to forgive Onesimus for all the pain he has caused you. For failing to do so will lead to a blockage of fellowship with God, a blockage of fellowship with one another, but a blockage of your own testimony of becoming generous and generous. You're getting the picture. Is a really hard thing for Philemon to do. Interesting, Paul is saying to Philemon, remember, Onesimus is now not only a slave, he's a dear brother. He has come to know the Lord. In fact, if you love all the saints, according to verse 5, surely you should include Onesimus because he become a saint. By forgiving him, Philemon would acknowledge that he too belonged to Onesimus as a brother. And so, He's doing well, but he needed to push beyond the boundaries to keep doing more and to embrace something that is very uncomfortable. And I think as a church, we are doing well. Last Sunday, oh my goodness, Jalu, we miss him. A church that sticks pants. A church that you can bring your torn pants, bring it to stitch blade, stitch and blade, they can stitch all that. We're doing well. But are there areas eh, which are still very uncomfortable for us to, or zone, or territory to enter into so that we can do even more and better? But from his prayer, we learn also that in order to do more and better, we must have a proper perspective and understanding of God's goodness to us. Once we get that, Paul is saying here, once you begin to understand the treasure that we have in Christ, the treasure, treasures, all the, the blessings that uh, we have received freely by God's grace, then uh, the more we understand these goodness and blessings, the more eager we are to experience this God's goodness even in the lives of others. Let me put it this way. Philemon could have read a book on forgiveness. He could have heard a sermon even preached by Paul on forgiveness. But until he forgave, 
He could have had no experiential knowledge of it. Forgive me if you have heard this more than once, but as I was preparing this, this thing came again to my mind. By God's grace, I know a little bit the pain, the pain that is involved in forgiving someone who has caused you damage. I know myself, I was forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ, but to forgive is not easy. And the time I faced that is the time when my brother was killed by a friend I knew. And I was going through a tough time, bereavement after bereavement within a period of three months. The one who came after me died in my hand. He was sick. And the one who came after him is the one who was killed. Something that has never happened in our region. And I, I had a grudge. I was a pastor. But before that, I was a Christian. I was preaching. It took months. And in fact, the forgiveness happened in the pulpit one Sunday. I could not continue to preach until I have to forgive. That moment made me to realize the joy also I was given by God's grace when the Lord forgave my sins. And so friends, in order to do more, we need to be energized by God's goodness in us. God's grace in us. In other words, we are not going to do that by our own strength. And for the word of God tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Last but not least, from this prayer, we see also Paul telling us that uh, the ultimate, ultimate goal of doing more, better, is for the sake of Christ. Seeking Christ, glory. That's the ultimate goal. As we do more and more, not by our own strength, but energized by God's grace, what we have in mind is the glory of Christ. Paul knew that unforgiving spirit will not bring glory to Christ. But if Philemon will forgive, as he himself has been forgiven, then he will bring glory to God. Because after all, he himself, Philemon, is a Christian. Onesimus, who did the damage, now is a Christian and is a saint. Although, what's the term we used there when we were just praying wobbly? 
And they said, that's not a nice term. You know, although some, sometimes our Christian life is so wobbly. Is that the term, Fiona? Yeah, I don't know. You can get what I'm trying to say. You know, although we are not that perfect in our lives, but in the eyes of God, he sees already Onesimus, eh, saints, and he himself, Philemon, also, but also Paul, who is a slave. All of them eh, are in Christ. And so they are seeking the glory of Christ alone. I wrote down when the band was singing here, uh, let the glory of the name of the Lord be our passion as a church. Because all this, Paul is saying, see Jesus. The more you forgive, the more you look at him, people will know and testify that these people, they live for the king of kings. Jesus is Lord in their midst. Somewhere else, Paul say, whatever you eat, drink, whatever you do, do it for God's glory. And so, friends, you may be thinking, I'm doing quite well, and I'm doing quite a lot. The challenge for us, we can still do more and better. But not by our own strength. Energize by God's grace, looking unto Jesus for all his glory. Jesus, the one who died for us, the one who rose from the grave, the one who ascended and who lives forever and ever, the one, one day, before him, we will feast at his table. But for now, what a foretaste. And in this table, in the bread, in the wine, there is healing. Healing for heart that are finding it even hard either to forgive someone who has caused you a great pain or when you embrace something that is difficult you feel you have felt and the wounds and the scars and all other things in life may just be difficult, but the Lord brings healing. To him be the glory. As the band prepare, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that uh, there's still more, both as individuals, but also as a corporate body, you still have in store for us uh, to do and to be. And so we pray, Lord, that you continue to fashion us into your image. Give us the desire to have uh, 
this great concern for the fellowship. That what if I do this or I don't do this? How will that affect my communion with you, with my brother and my sister, and with the fellowship? May you enable us to have testimony, generosity, communion that is powerful, effective as we journey together. Help us, Lord, to have our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. To him be the glory. Amen.